I love this service. It's one of my favorite services of, our, of the year, particularly because it's a time when I get to stop talking and you get to start talking. And uh, in a few moments, we're going to draw our attention here to Psalm 67 as we begin. And then after um, I share some thoughts on Psalm 67, we're going to open up the microphones for you as a congregation and as individuals to share how you are grateful for God's blessing in your life, what particular aspects of God's character that he has particularly shown to you this past year that you give him praise for and that you thank him for. But I do wish you a happy Thanksgiving. You know, this holiday as a nation, for us as a nation comes under the charge of Abraham Lincoln, where Abraham Lincoln charged our country to pause and to be grateful for the many blessings in our lives and for the provisions that God has given to us, for the blessings of our relationships with one another and for our country. More than that, we who call ourselves Christians, we stop and we give thanks, particularly to God, because we acknowledge that it is He who has provided for us, it is He who has sustained us, it is His steadfast love and mercy and grace that upholds us every day. And as we pause to give thanks to the Lord, Psalm 67 reorients our thinking when we give thanks and when we give praise to God. Psalm 67 is a psalm of praise in response. It's a psalm that was used at the end of the harvest cycle in ancient Israel. And it is a psalm that reminds us and changes and reorients the way that we are viewing the provisions and the blessing that God has given to us. Maybe your Thanksgiving these last couple of days was a little bit like mine. That you get together with family and friends, you get together with people that you haven't seen for a while, and people just talk about themselves. And people share about vacations that they've been on, vacations that they're about to go on, home renovations that they're doing, new cars that they're purchasing, new things that they're about to do. And you hear about all of these different uh, things that people are doing, the blessings that they have in their life, the ways that things that people are doing for themselves. And how easy it is for us, for those of us who call ourselves Christians, how easy it is for us to be thankful for our blessings, like most other people in America are on Thanksgiving, and also to think about the blessings in our lives, like most other people in America, which is to think that all the blessings in our lives are there for our enjoyment, for our comfort, for our personal advancement and for the advancement of our family. But Psalm 67, as a psalm of thanksgiving and praise, reorients our thinking as to the blessings that God has given to us. It is a psalm of praise, and it is also a prayer. So follow along with me as I read Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us, and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Let's pray for God's blessing on his word. 
Father, we do indeed echo these words in our own prayers and say, Lord, may all the peoples praise you. May all the peoples praise you, and Lord, may we praise you this morning, and may this psalm open up our hearts to give you gratitude and praise for the many blessings that you have given to us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. This psalm gives this call, let all the peoples praise you. We thank you. We praise you, O God. But why? To what end do we, has God blessed us? To what end? And what is the reason that God has given us so many blessings in our lives? To what end should we even ask for God's blessing upon us? Psalm 67 here opens up in verses 1 and 2, quoting from one of the most famous benedictions in Scripture. It's the benediction that Aaron gave, the blessing that Aaron gave in Numbers chapter 6. And when Aaron, Moses' assistant, was before the people, Aaron, the priest of the nation, was to give the nation this blessing. Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel, and you shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance, that is his favor upon you, and give you peace. Psalm 67 begins this way, echoing those words. May God be gracious to us, and may God bless us, and make his face to shine upon us. And so the psalmist asks for God's blessing upon his life and the life of the people of God. And then it explains why he wants God to bless them. May God be gracious to us, may God bless us, may God make his face shine upon us. That your way, O Lord, may be known on the earth. May you bless us that your saving power would be known among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. God's blessings upon his people are intended to create people with an outward-oriented missional impulse and missional focus in their lives. What this psalmist is praying for is that he is overtly praying that God would bless him. He is praying that God would bless him and the people of God extravagantly and bless them abundantly. And he asks that God would do this for a very specific reason, that they, the people of God, would be a blessing to all the peoples of the earth. It is asking for God to bless them so that they would be prolific, ineffective in evangelism. That God would bless us so that we may be the instrument that God would use so that all the world would come to know the one true God. He gives two different ways that people are blessed. He's saying, God bless us so that your ways may be known, so that your truth the way that you have oriented and designed the world would be known to the ends of the earth. Not only that, God, would you bless us that your saving power would be known among all the nations. This saving power ultimately revealed in Jesus Christ that all the nations would come to know the one true God through the grace, mercy, truth, and justice found in Jesus Christ. What this means for you 
And what this means for me is this, is that each one of us is a player in a grand story, in a story that is much broader, that stretches far beyond the boundaries of your own life, that you are a player in a story that is far greater than the boundaries of your own individual family and your children and your grandchildren. You are a player in a story that is much bigger than the boundaries of our own country and our own nation. And it is so that all the peoples of the earth would be blessed and know the one true God. So, this Thanksgiving, do you understand as you acknowledge the blessings in your life, but do you recognize and understand and embrace and, in, and own the inherent purpose for every blessing that God has given you? The inherent purpose for why God has showered so many blessings upon you and upon your families and in your life. Do you embrace the one purpose is that God has blessed you so that you would in turn be a blessing to all the peoples of this world. This psalm, meant to be sung, gives this refrain. Let all the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. It is to be stated as, as a reminder Singing this helps us to reorient our own view and to acknowledge that the blessings that God has given you are not simply for yourself, but for the nations too. More particularly, having identified why God blesses us, this harvest psalm gives three different aspects of specific reasons for God's blessing. The first is this, it is to praise God because... He, he makes himself known on the earth. Is that God does not abandon this world. His saving ways, God is determined for his saving powers to be made known on the earth among all of the nations of the earth. He has not abandoned us, but isn't it great news that God has determined that people would know him, that you and I and we, that we should know the one true God. Isn't it wonderful to know that God has determined that through his people, the other nations and other peoples of this earth would know his saving power? That's the first reason for praise. The second one comes in verses 4 through 5, which is to praise God because he is utterly fair. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge with the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Nations are glad. The peoples of the nations should be glad that there is a God who is the ultimate and eternal judge who will judge the earth in perfect fairness and with fatherly compassion. If you consider Christians who, living in, who are living in North Korea, or Iran, or Cuba, or Somalia, or the Sudan, or in, in, under territory controlled by ISIS. You consider people living under the rulers, the despots, the kings of the nations of this world. And what great comfort it is to know that there is an eternal king who is our God, who will judge all peoples, with perfect equity and perfect fairness. May all peoples come to know this one true God. 
May all peoples praise God because he alone is the eternal judge. Third reason in this psalm is to praise God because he indeed is the one who provides. Verse 6, the earth has yielded its increase. God our God shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. This harvest psalm once again reminds us that as we pray for our, that God would provide our daily bread, that God indeed is the one who has provided our daily bread. That God is the one who has blessed you with your job, with your abilities, with the drive to, and the ability to get up each day and to earn a living. That God has provided your life and your breath and everything. Here the psalmist shares these words that God is the one who is our provider. Jesus reminds us of these words again in Matthew chapter 6. He says, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? That God is the one who provides for us faithfully, consistently, and sustains us abundantly each and every day. But again, we must ask in examining these reasons, why has God blessed us? It is so that the world may know, so that the peoples of this world, so that the peoples of this community would know the one true God. And so we ask God to bless us. May God, who brings much blessing on us, may he bless us abundantly so that we may in turn be a blessing to this world. Well, as we open up our mics here, when you think about Psalm 67, and as you've been reflecting over Thanksgiving, what aspects of God's character do you particularly praise God for? How have you recognized God's blessing in your life so that you would be able to bless others? How are you thankful to know the ways of the Lord and his saving power. And so what do you, the people of this congregation, praise God for? And with that, the microphones are open, and we will look for one brave soul to get us started. <laughs> 